brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is your dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. Starting from humble beginnings, Nick has been beating the markets for over two decades. He shares with you his take on the profitable trades that will have you moving towards financial freedom in no time at all. To see an in-depth review of his track record and much more, go to inthemoneystocks.com. Welcome. This is your daily dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. I'm Kerry Lutz. Today is 527.21, show number 275. Well, we've got one theme this uh, week, or maybe two, Nick. It's uh, light volume and higher prices. That's it. And that's what comes along when you normally go into a holiday. So this being the Memorial Day holiday this weekend, obviously the markets will be closed on uh, Monday, the 31st of May. You normally will see this. You'll see very, very light volume, and you have to give the market the upside bias when you get that light volume. If you don't, and you try to fight the market, you'll usually get your head handed to you. What will go down is stocks that are in the news, things that have earnings, stocks that have uh, some kind of big uh, event going on. You know, those are those will be the movers, but the indexes generally will float higher this week. We normally look for that, and that's been the case, and I'd expect even a, a flat to positive day going into the close as long as the volume is light, and it's been very, very light this week. All right. Well, no surprises there. Gold and silver down a little bit. Uh, they they were up all day yesterday, and then the mysterious seller comes in like uh, in the early afternoon, and uh, all of a sudden they're down. Yeah, you know, but Kerry, honestly, gold has had such a run. It's been a terrific run. Um, yesterday we even talked about how it's going into the sell-off bar from January eighth. So when you have a move up into a big, big wide range reversal day like January eighth, um, you, you'll normally what we call run into over. Overhead resistance is what we call it. And and the markets need to pause there. They need to consolidate. I love the fact that gold is stalling out. I don't even want to see it go higher right now. So just the fact that it's pulling back a little bit, that's not a problem at all. That's healthy. That's what you want to see. You want to see people that have it take some profits and you want to see sideways consolidation if you get that. Like I said yesterday, gold will test 1950, ultimately 2000. I think it's going to 2000 either way. Um, but this is just part of, you know, nothing goes up in the straight line. That's just part of the dynamics of, of the trading uh, charts. Yeah. And silver had like gotten broken that $28 mark, which is pretty, it looks like pretty heavy resistance there and immediately pulled back. Yeah. And that's exactly what it should do. I mean, silver, um, you, you got to say on the, on the 18th of May, it went as high as 2890 on silver futures and, you know, it backed off, but look at the pattern it's doing. It, it's perfect inside bar sideways consolidation. This is, 
what you want to see. This is the kind of pattern that you like to see. I'd just like to see more of it. If it can just stay this way for a while longer, then it's setting up to go a lot higher. But I actually love what I'm seeing with the precious metals. I love the pullbacks that we're getting in here now. And um, especially silver. Silver is one that needed to pull back. And uh, it's setting up very, very nicely going forward. All right. Well, that's what we like to hear. So a little more continuity on that uh, pattern and potentially a huge upside move. huh? I believe it is. I, I believe the setup is there. It's it's had a great run already. Everything, you know, I always tell uh, uh, all of my members that to look at um, moves just like somebody would be climbing a mountain. If you're climbing a mountain or running up a mountain, what are you going to do after a while? You need to take a break, you need to sit down, maybe eat a sandwich or have a, uh, you know, a little bit of Gatorade or something. And then you could resume moving back up the mountain. And it's the same way for stocks. You know, they go up, they need to stall out a little bit, consolidate, and then they move back up and resume the trend. All right. Well, hey, we'll follow your lead on this, Nick, because you've been right all along for sure. So Bitcoin, I've noticed a couple of comments in the YouTube uh, chatter saying that the uh, that the 200 moving day average of Bitcoin is 400, uh, 40,000 rather, not 30,000. And we're attaching a chart here showing exactly that the 200 day moving average is right at 32,000. Well, it's at 32,000 now. It actually was a little bit lower when it hit. So the day that it hit on the 19th of May, um, the 200 day moving average was at 31,116. Now the 200 day moving average is ascending. So it's moving a little bit higher now. Currently sits at 31,927 according to my charts. Now I'm using Bitcoin futures. Um, I attached that chart and I looked at every other chart too that's out there. The 200 day moving average is around the 31,000 area. That's it point blank. If anybody does not know that or see it, that they're just they're just wrong. I hate to say anybody's wrong <laughs> because I can always be wrong, but I'm not wrong on this but, one. The charts don't lie. We, we, we have a whole show here <laughs> talking about that the charts don't lie. Here's the chart. And and even when you look at the cash prices of Bitcoin, the 200-day moving average is not that, not that much different. And uh, the thing about 200-day moving averages that we know is even after the, after the underlying security or whatever it is, commodity, anything, even once it starts a downturn, the 200-day moving average can continue going up for a while just on the math, not on the trend. Sure, sure. And that's exactly what's taking place in Bitcoin right now. So what I would tell everybody to do is just watch that that low. Don't even have to worry about the 200-day moving average if you don't want to, but watch the low from the 19th of May. If that low gets breached and closed, meaning price closes below there, watch out. You're going to go down and test 21,000 pretty quickly. So again, that's my advice to everybody right now as a, as a technician. Um, if the if the chart closes or if your Bitcoin price closes below that low, which was 30,205, and he closed below there, that's telling you it's setting up for a move down to 21,000, potentially even down to 17,000. Hey, well, we love getting your hate mail. So just send it off to <laughs> KL at KerryLutz.com because you know what? In the end, the charts are either going to, you read them right, or are going to tell you what you needed to do, what you've hopefully done, or the charts are going to be wrong, which happens on occasion. But certainly when the warnings are flashed this brightly, you know, I don't even really want to spend this much time on cryptocurrencies, Nick, but it's all the rage. Everybody's talking about it. Yet another reason why they're probably headed lower. As far as the future goes, you can speculate on it. Right now, we're just talking about tradability here, actionable information. So you can either get out with your skin still intact or perhaps uh, make some money as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a thing to do 
as 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 with something like this that's been really hyped up and it's it's I think it's a mania. It reminds me of of almost like the dot coms back in you know ninety nine two thousand. It be, it's become a mania. You know when when it was at sixty five thousand, I I I never seen so many people come up to me asking me about Bitcoin. You know my kids play uh, baseball. I'd be at a game. I I'd have like a crowd. I felt like I was uh, Mick Jagger or somebody. They'd run up to me and they would ask me about Bitcoin. And I'd say at 65,000, are you nuts? <laughs> I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. I wouldn't buy it with your money. And they would, you know, and I said that on your program right here too. And I said, you know, Hey, listen, these things, this thing's parabolic. We actually put a chart out, Carrie. I, I mean, you know, I showed you a chart of 2017 and, and, um, uh, that, that move all the way to 65,000 on a monthly chart. The patterns are identical and look at the fall we had 65,000 all the way down to 30,000. And, you know, I mean, people are still out there just touting this stuff like Elon Musk and others. And, you know, this is what we call in the business talking your book. So, you know, everybody has an agenda and, you know, I don't, I don't even have any skin in this game at all. I don't even trade Bitcoin because I actually think it's a glorified Ponzi scheme. So for me, you know, gold and silver are where I'll be, but, um, and I own gold and silver bullion, full and fair disclosure. And at times I'll own the uh, paper products, which, you know, are the tradable products like the GDX and GLD and things like that, IAU. But I have no skin in this game. I'm just reading the chart for everybody because we get so many questions about it. Yeah, isn't it funny uh, the way these things work? Uh, really, uh, nobody knows anything about it. It goes up w- way high in price, and then everybody's talking about it, and then it gets slammed. Do you, do you, do you notice a little pattern forming there, Nick? <laughs> I've noticed that pattern on a lot of things over the years. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's like a few fundamental laws of finance in in the in the world in the country number one is that parabolic moves always crash and i have yet to see one that hasn't um number two is that nature abhors a free ride a free trade so if it comes down to you just buying something and it's guaranteed to go up indefinitely into the future it's going to stop nature is going to stop it whether it's businesses whether it's stock trading whatever it is there are no free rides in the long run and to say that uh, cryptos are risk-free and they're always going to go up is effectively saying it's a free ride. Real estate, just buy real estate, any real estate, it's going to go up. And, you know, we see this over and over again, Nick, stocks always go up, see it over and over. And then all of a sudden the free ride ends. Everybody gets jolted off the train. That's right. That's right. It's a game of musical chairs. And when the music stops, you know, they pull a chair away and somebody's left without a seat. And this is, this is another, you know, example of that. You, you said it perfectly. I don't think I could add really much to it. Um, that's exactly it. And and that goes for everything. You know, everything becomes uh, where you get into this mania phase and euphoria phase and, and everything just goes up straight up. It looks like the Statue of Liberty. And, uh, you know, when everybody's at the torch buying up there, you know, that's when the, the arm falls off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah, it, it, it's so true. And it happens because otherwise, if it didn't happen, we'd still be on a tulip economy now, right? If, that- if, if the tulip in in Holland hadn't crashed. If that market hadn't crashed, we'd be trading tulips today. That's that's right. We would be. And 
you know, I, I, you know, a lot of people don't know or have never really studied that, but that's a good study for everybody to go back because that just shows you, you know, human nature never changes. And what has happened in the past will happen in the future. There's nothing new under the sun. What has been done will be done. And, um, you know, we, we see these patterns repeat over and over. And that's why I use charts because it just gives me an advantage. I can't tell you what, you know, what the sentiment really is of Bitcoin. I can't tell you any of that. All I can tell you is when the crowd is in there, I don't want to be in there. And, it, and you know, I, I haven't even traded that. But I said the same thing for gold, which is a precious metal that I, you know, I've been accumulating over the years and silver, same, the same thing there. But, you know, back in August, I missed that last run. But I said, that's OK. I'm not going to miss it. It'll it'll come back in. And, you know, it went from and sure enough. Right. It, it, it did exactly what, what what we were talking about there. And now, you know, now I'm back in it. <laughs> yeah, so. you got to be in it to win it. Well, you know, uh, like I said, uh, right now, the world's reserve currency is not tulips. Uh, maybe we'll revert to tulips at some point in the future, <laughs> but it's not happening now. And that's what you got to realize with anything. And maybe cryptocurrencies will become the reserve currency of the future, but that's not going to be with fits and starts. And it's not going to be under an un unstable environment like we have now. You can't value stuff in Bitcoin because, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Nick, you could have bought a Tesla for one Bitcoin and now it would be hard to buy it for two. And uh, and this is, they won't even take the Bitcoin anymore for the Tesla. But two weeks ago, it would have only taken one Bitcoin to buy a Tesla you know, Model Model 3 or Model Y performance edition. And now you need two of them. So go figure. That's right. And, you know, we're going to see that going uh, going forward where these companies jump into Bitcoin and then they, they jump out. Last night, I saw some news where Carl Icahn uh, is getting into into cryptocurrencies, but he likes Ethereum better. You know, this is always going to be in play here. Um, bottom line is somebody's looking to make some money in the near term and somebody's looking, there's always a winner and a loser. That's just the way this business works. So, you know, I, I hate to say it like that, but somebody's got to be on the other side of the trade. And this is what makes a market. Absolutely. Could not agree with you more, Nick. Uh, in any event, uh, go over to inthemoneystocks.com, see how Nick does it. Check out the Twitter feeds at ITMS, at Nick Santiago 01, at Kerry Lutz. Send your emails to me, kl at kerrylutz.com, and make sure you take a close look at the chart that uh, that's appended to this, this podcast, because uh, it's really the money shot. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Nick. Uh, be well. Be well, Kerry. And so concludes another episode of Daily Market Wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. Be sure to go to his website, inthemoneystocks.com. Don't forget the Twitter feeds, at ITMS and at NickSantiago01. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.